episode of Long-Legged Beasties with me, Susan Arndt, and my pal, Brian Vicente. Hi. And this is the podcast that puts horror movies in their proper place. Brian, what does that mean? Well, it means that I spend a lot of time fiddling with spreadsheets. Uh, and, and as everybody who uses a spreadsheet knows, that means I spend a lot of time fixing my spreadsheets <laughs> because I, I do too many things with them. Uh, so what it really means is we think there are so many horror movies out there that they need to have more than just the genre horror to define them. So we've come up with a series of categories and subcategories in which to place these horror movies to define what makes them scary to the audience and what makes them scary to the people in this fictional world. Uh, and so those seven, I believe, overarching categories are creature, gore, killer, paranormal, psychological, science, and nature. And an example of a subcategory would be something like killer, serial killer, for instance. Uh, So that's what we do. That's what we do here. Yeah. So when you're hankering, because here's the thing, if you like horror movies, it's, it's like saying you like drama. Or you like science fiction. There's there's specific flavors that you prefer that you might be in the mood for. And this helps guide you towards that. If you want a creature feature, you want some kind of big monster eating people or chasing people, you know, ahead for that. Or if you want something a little more towards the thriller spectrum, a little more psychological, then, then you want that genre. So that's what we do here. Also, we just feel more comfortable when we put things in nice, well-defined boxes. Uh, it, it's fair to say that we also are both uh, literature nerds. Oh, I think that's straight big up part of the big part of the problem, right? Yeah, there. yeah. Not not gonna lie about that. Not even gonna pretend that that's not true. This week is we are recording this the day before Thanksgiving, and so naturally we wanted to do a Thanksgiving themed horror movie. And I knew the movie Thanks Killing existed, <laughs> but I looked it up. I encourage you to go look look this movie up on Wikipedia. Just read the first sentence of the entry, and you will understand why we are not doing that on this show. I so I, I've I've got to explain because I I've this whole thing I thought was hilarious. We yeah, so we were we were discussing this like we wanted to do something that was a little thematic. And and um, Susan came up with some suggestions. One of which was thanks uh, killing, right? Thanks yes, killing. Yes, thanks killing. Yes, thanks killing. And proceeded to explain what the I guess the whatever the wiki or whatever entry says. And in it, it explains that a a topless woman, topless pilgrim, pilgrim is killed by a foul mouthed turkey. Mm-hmm. Get it? Get it? Foul mouthed. That's the whole reason I wanted to. That this was. The entirety of my reasoning for explaining to people why we didn't do it was so I could make that dad joke. Oh, you're the worst. Absolutely. <laughs> Foul mouth. Get it? Yes. I also want to point out the uh, turkey in question wields an axe. So it's not even like he's pecking her to death or anything like that. Also at a separate part in the movie, the turkey is wearing, you know, those glasses with the nose attached and like- uh, to, to pretend to be a human? Is that- I'm not entirely certain- it's like a Groucho Marx mask. Yeah. It, anyway, so we're not doing that. What we are doing, in fact, is yes. a movie called Christy, which takes place over Thanksgiving break. It's a young college girl who is staying uh, on campus during over the Thanksgiving break. Everybody else, literally all the other students are going home. This is a prestigious school. Most of the students there are wealthy. Christy is there on a combination of scholarship and work study. She doesn't go home for the holiday, both because she's she's got to study and also because the tickets home were so expensive. But it's okay. Her roommate is also staying behind. So cool. Her boyfriend, she says goodbye to. The boyfriend invites her home for Thanksgiving, but she declines because his parents kind of don't get poor people. So, uh, but the boyfriend is lovely. She sends him on his way. Fine. Comes back, she goes for a jog, comes back, finds out the roommate is also now leaving because her dad has, who was out on a, on a campaign, has surprised the family by coming home and is taking them all to Aspen for the long weekend. And she, obviously she's going to go. 
And Justine, uh, the girl on the scholarship, is disappointed, obviously, because now she's going to be there all by herself. Her roommate says, hey, just come with me. I'll buy you a plane ticket. I don't care. Come on. I know. I know we were going to do this together, but I did not know that this surprise was coming and, and it's Aspen and it's my family and it's great. You should come. Justine says, no, 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 no. You go. I'll stay here. Her roommate says, you know what? At least I can do here. You can use my car while I'm gone. Gives her the keys to her BMW. Cool. Okay. Now, Justine uh, is known and beloved to pretty much everybody on staff at the school. She knows the security guards. She knows the groundskeeper. She's just a really decent person. She goes jogging. She goes swimming. She's athletic. She's brainy. She's nice. Good person. She goes out to the local Quickie Mart type place to get herself some ice cream because she's feeling a little sorry for herself because she's all alone on this big, huge campus. While she's there, she has a run-in with a townie who is just really creeping her out. This girl's like, "You're, I love your car and you're so pretty. Yeah, and can I, I think she like tries to touch her hair. She tries to touch her hair. And then while Justine is checking out, this girl says, I want these sunglasses. And the proprietor is like, well, okay, fine. She's like, I want a discount. And he says, okay, are you a student? Do you have ID? And she just sort of stands there and stares. And Justine is like, you know what? I'll, I'll pay for them. It's fine. At that point, this individual who's all in a hoodie with these big sunglasses and has pierced both upper and lower lip gets in her face, calls her Christy says, you're the one and leaves. It's one of those, you know, if you've ever gone away to school and you've had an encounter with a townie, it's one of those. They hate you. You're like, I'm just trying to go to school. Fine. On her drive back to campus, she ends up in a confrontation with folks in a car. She's freaked out. She tells the the security guard, "Eh, I think there's some people out there. Eh." She calls her boyfriend. She's a little weirded out. She goes to sleep. When she wakes up, she discovers the girl from the Quickie Mart and three guys are now in the building, and hunting her. And that's the rest of the movie, is your basic bad guys chasing the final girl. Yeah. It has a lot of the same DNA as The Strangers. People in a, in a isolated, remote location, folks come to mess with them and, and generally terrorize them before killing them. It is not a complex movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I appreciate a lot of how it chooses to do things. Yeah, it it does have, it has its moments. I, I agree. Like if you, for instance, were to say, I want to watch a horror movie that has a Thanksgiving theme, this would probably be the best one. Well, there's that. <laughs> yes. So, First off, yeah, like there are, if you're out there thinking of making a horror movie and you're like, what hasn't, what horror, what horror genre should holiday? I explore and what holiday, yeah, what holiday yeah. should I ruin for people? Uh, not Christmas because Silent Night, Deadly Night is amazing. There's um, a bunch of good Christmas horror movies. Yeah, but like Thanksgiving, Out, for example. Yes, yes, right. Oh yeah, that's so good. Um, but Thanksgiving, n- not really, which is weird. But anyway. Right? Because, well, you would think that... There's knives, there's turkey. There's Come knives, on, there's family tension, there's uh, people going... I mean, again, a stranger's kind of situation where everybody has traveled or, or something. Yeah. And like, this, also, setup, this, this setup works really yeah, well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But yeah, I like I it, it, it had its moments. Overall, I felt uh, like it wasn't the most inspired uh, cr- creation. No, um, no, but there, there are definitely some moments. There's definitely opportunity here. I have to say, this is going to sound a little bit like a joke, but it really is only a little bit of a joke. Uh, I wish they'd call this movie Karen instead of Christy. Um, because so the premise 
the underlying premise is there's this kill cult out there mm-hmm. and they are killing Christie's. Right. And in, in their mind, a Christie, I'm using air quotes here, yeah. is is someone who's pretty and has everything and believes in God. And like, okay, but that's kind of like that doesn't exist, you know? I mean, I, I'm not saying people like that don't exist, but I don't think people use that phrase. But Karen They don't well, they don't use Christie, but they do use Chad. Correct. And there is yes. a there's a female version of Chad, but I don't recall what it is. Right. I just feel like they could have maybe tweaked that a little. I think if they'd called it Karen, it would have made it a very different sort of movie. Well, Karen is a, is a middle-aged woman. Right. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, it obviously wouldn't be a college kid running around campus. Also, you would probably not be trying to get her to survive. Yeah, there's <laughs> that, that too. Yeah. But like, then there would be, I think there's a lot of meat there that you could really explore and have fun with. Mm-hmm. Christy, it's like they kind of made up this sort of, like you said, sort of a female Chad. She doesn't really check those boxes anyway because she's, you know, not rich. They just think she but, is because yeah, she's her friend's she BMW. Yeah. Right. Because she's going so, to an expensive school. She's driving a BMW. Right. She is very pretty. She looks the part. Right. Yeah. And I like, I don't know. Yeah. There, it's It misses the mark in some ways. But I, there, I, will, I would like to talk about some of the things I liked. I did like um, the lighting. I think they did some amazing work. Mm. The So... Uh, there are a couple things they did really well in terms of the the setup. Like she's on this campus alone. It's a bit of a stretch to think that she's the only student. Agreed. Agreed. But not a, not a huge stretch. Like I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. Um, the fact that they have limited staff. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's problems with the lights, not not at all questionable. Like they're, yeah, they're basically <laughs> like they, they, they're doing some sort of work and the lights weren't finished. And they're like, you know what? It's holiday break. We'll fix yep. them by the time it's done. I could see that happening. So all that, like it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, there are just a couple things where it's like, again, like the fact that there are no students is like, you know, that's not going to happen. That's the, the <laughs> one big one because this is not a small like little – private college this is a, yeah. a a campus that is pretty big the idea that there isn't there literally isn't a single other student on campus that is the big stretch of this yeah. movie everything else works the there's only you know basic skeleton crew of security guards the groundskeeper is uh he has a, a like a trailer on campus which again makes complete sense and yeah. I, I do I did appreciate that setup. Um, I'm going to back up for a second though because I I disagree with your opening premise. Because, about their opening premise? <laughs> no, your opening premise. Yeah, the, your opening premise about their opening premise. Um, yeah. While they're because in the in the incel community, there absolutely is this defining of personality types, you know, the male guy, the right, Chad and right. whatever. So the idea that it's not that big a stretch that a bunch of people would take to hunting down the Christie's. Yeah. No, I buy that. I 100% do. I don't think they'd be doing it with knives. Yeah. I, and like, I mean, it's to me, it's not that they wouldn't do it. It's that this movie – I don't know if it's because they didn't want it to be too real, mm. but it's like they – the setup is so like if they had been if they had for instance whatever the <clears throat> the female name of a Chad is if they mm-hmm. had used that name and been like these are incels and this is right. what they're doing right. like okay I get it but instead they're like no this is some sort of cult and they're killing people and it's because they think these people believe in God and they have good lives and it's I like have, eh. I I'm not sure the God I mean she does say God but I'm not sure the that is part of it because there's no reason to think. Justine, the the girl, know. Is, uh, right, does so that may just be a I, I don't know, but um, it's a weird. It's a weird. It's like a weird throwing. I mean, but that's the thing. Like again, not a huge deal, but I yeah. feel like it would have added more weight. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I think it is important to note that this came out in 2014, so obviously it was in production. What 2012, 2013? Maybe. I mean, I don't. I don't remember that culture being as prominent back then. Right. 
So they they may not have known that right. that could like looking at it now. Yes, absolutely, I agree. It would have landed. It would have been scarier because it would have been much more believable had yeah. they gone that route. They just simply may not have known to go that yeah. route at the time. Yeah, and I think you're right. They're like essentially they're like uh, for forever. Basically, there has been different people that as you grow up in high school and college mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, that's, you know, this, you know, that's a Chad. I mean, maybe, maybe you didn't call them Chads. Yeah. But like, that's a guy who is vap, vap, vapuous, 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 <laughs> vacuous, vacuous. Yeah. One yeah. of those words. Yeah. And like good looking and everything goes his way and doesn't have to put any effort into anything. And it deep down is a jerk. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and when we'll I call was, him this. Yeah. yeah. It, it was Richie, Rich, and Donna were that version when I was in school. Many. Yeah. Many, 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 many. I actually think Christy may have actually been our version. Really? Um, well, uh, it was El pa- well, I went to high school in El Paso, Texas, and mm. I think, but yeah, it was basically, yeah, like, you know, and, and funny enough, I actually knew a Chad. I don't know. Oh, I wow. can't imagine there was a Chad who I knew uh, that would be listening to this podcast, but boy, did he fit the model. <laughs> the oh, model. No. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, he no. was, he was a real jerk. <laughs> and, yeah. And like rich parents drove a Beamer, like all checked every single box. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, I get like, I get it. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like they didn't put enough effort into explaining that part of it to make me care more about it or See, understand. This is, this is the thing. You get very caught up in those details. And if those details aren't there for you, you do not have as good an experience. Now for me, I don't, I don't need to know anything other than because the backstory is filled in for me. These folks don't have these, these kids, they are kids. They're, they're young. Yeah. They're in their twenties, early twenties. They, they don't have money. And they hate these these Christies for having what they don't. Yeah. And so they are. So that's why they're doing this. That's all the justification they need. And that's all. I, I, cool. I don't need to know anything more about the organization than that. Nothing. Because I get it. But you you you're a very detailed. Like you want the story laid out for you. And you want there or, to be a very, you know, you want to know like the ISP they're using to upload these videos. <laughs> I mean, I think like I don't mind if the story's not completely spelled out, but I think that the setup needs to be perhaps a bit more reasonable. Like, you know, I'm willing to allow for there to not be, you know, an explanation of where the creature came from. Oh, sure. But yeah. Like, but, you know, the idea that the creature has an extra foot sticking out of his chest is going to bug the hell out of me for the whole movie. Cause I'm like, why does, <laughs> what does he do that with that foot? What's that foot for? And like, that's what this is. This is an extra foot. It's an appendage. <laughs> I just disagree. So I, I, mm, interesting. Okay. So. Yes. So but there's a cyber cult basically killing. Uh, yeah. Whatever. They go online. Uh, and I love that. It was like dark.net. I love yes. that. <laughs> it's so hilarious to me, but, uh, it was, but we're it was pretty great. Yeah. So uh, something that, before we, we get to those kind of details, I, I do want to, some things that the movie does that I think are very elegant, considering how basic the, the overall story is. We see, uh, after everybody's left for Thanksgiving, we see Justine go for a run uh, all over campus. Like she goes up and down the stairs of the library. She's a, you know all over campus then she goes for a swim we also see her finishing up her job she works in the kitchen so she she washes dishes and and does all that sort of stuff we see that she has a skateboard she's skating down the hall because she's bored and everybody's gone we see her say hi to the groundskeeper and the security guards that she knows by name and who know her by name and all of that us, the the main reason that you see all of this is to establish that she's there by herself and to introduce us to these other characters. But what it's also doing is letting us know she's a, a decent person. She's athletic. She has reason to, she knows all of these spaces on campus. And it explains why she has keys 
to various locations. Yeah. And why she is trusted to have keys to various locations. Because what's going to happen over the course of the movie as she is running away from these people is she lets herself into the library. She runs to the trailer of the groundskeeper. She's, you know, looking for the, the security guards. And we've had it laid out for us in a very organic way that that all makes sense for this person. Yeah, and I think the other thing it does, <clears throat> which I really like, uh, and they do this a lot in the beginning of the movie, it's establishing and reestablishing that not only is this Christie's home, but that she's safe. Yep. They're like, look at this. They've a security guard knows her. She's not a stranger. That's the security guard, he's like, he cares about her. He wants to make sure yeah. she's okay. And you know, at some point, the, secu- the main security guard in her dorm says to her when she's leaving the building, make sure you tell this other security guard that you're coming back. Yeah. And, you know, and she knows the groundskeeper and the groundskeeper has a big dog. So like, it's like, I think it adds some, some interesting elements to the movie when you know these bad, there's a a moment when you know these bad people are out there, you know that they're the ones who've killed people Mm -hmm. and you know that they probably know she's, well, they do know she's a student. So, you know, there's this tension created knowing that they are going to want to come and get her. And yet there's all these sort of lines of defense right. waiting for them. That's really, really good point. That's an excellent point. And it's true. And it's, and it's also, I, I do like how naturally the movie goes out of its way to establish that she doesn't deserve this. She's a nice person. She's not rich. Right? Like she's scrubbing dishes. She's, yeah. we see her filling out the paperwork for a, a grant application. It, I, by the way, I love that touch. I love that yeah. they did that. I really do. Yeah. And, and I also really appreciate that uh, the two wealthy characters that we meet, her boyfriend and her roommate, are also shown to be perfectly nice people. They just right. happen to have money. You know, like, hey, you want to come along? I'll buy you a ticket. I don't care. Oh, okay, you don't want to come? Well, here, use my car while I'm gone because I'm leaving you high and dry and I recognize that. Her boyfriend, great guy. Like a, a real stand-up guy who doesn't... When she calls him later, after she gets back from the Quickie Mart and says that her roommate uh, went to Aspen, he's about to... He's like, I'm going to come back because I don't like the idea of you being there all by yourself. Um, it's it's two hour, It's a two-hour drive. I'll, I'll be there. That's a really stand-up guy thing to do. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate that. And again, this is all stuff that would very organically naturally happen. It's not, you know, forced exposition to establish nobody deserves anything that these, these four hunters are doing. It makes them 100% the villains and you can just very firmly root against them the entire time. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I, li- I like the sort of the the beginning, uh, which is, again, this nice sort of hot knife through butter taking down of all of her natural defenses. Mm-hmm. Like the the guard at the gate, we find out later what happens to him, but like he's nowhere to be seen. Yep. And then the guard is actually the security guard. Does all the right things. He does, which is so rare for these movies. I know. He doesn't do anything wrong. He's on patrol. He gets suspicious for no reason. Like, there is no reason. And he's suddenly like, hmm. Which is like, I don't think I don't think that's questionable at all. He's like, yeah. she's, he's been told. He's been told by Justine that this weird thing happened. He could tell she's on edge. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna just make sure everything's okay. Yeah. So he's like calling in and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to check things out. And he's like walking around and he's making sure everything's okay. Uh, They unfortunately are prepared for this and they beat him to death with the bat. Yeah. Which not not in a bloody way, by the way. Something I really – something else, another detail that I like. Nothing that these people bring with them doesn't make sense. The one guy's mask is made out of duct tape. The other guy's mask is tinfoil. They have a bat, a knife you could get at Walmart. Like they're not, they, these are just people. Box cutter. Yeah. 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 And a box cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Like in hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this. Um, 
if you're a serial killer or a spree killer and mm-hmm. you're going to go out and kill a bunch of people, mm-hmm. maybe find a different material to work in than aluminum foil when trying to come up with your scary mask. But it's so flexible. You know, it can <laughs> it's, really... It's like, it's... Uh, I know I've already... I, I like to make the laser face joke, but come on, man. It's... <laughs> it is, it's, a, it's the laser face of masks. <laughs> it's a little low rent. I'm not going to lie. But I, but I do like how it speaks to the class difference. Yes, you're right. Uh, I just, I mean, and I think one can help, can't help but assume they didn't want to go with ho- hockey mask, which right, would be like right. another easy one to do. Right, yeah. But it's like uh, aluminum foil, really? Like, why not just get a, it would have been so different, but, you know, get a paper bag and cut holes in it. <laughs> oh, no. Then you're in, oh, well, I'm about to, this is not a reference. Uh, Most of you are going to get the unknown comic. I'm going to get to say that. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) My fellow old. Yeah. Then you're in unknown comic territory. How great would that have been? We would have been giggling and everybody else would have been like, what a weird mask choice. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I I also, the other thing though, and, and I agree it doesn't, it doesn't look scary because you're very aware that it's aluminum foil the entire time. But... What I do like about it is someone sat in their basement or on their stoop and made it. Like you think of this guy who's there in jeans and his hoodie and his, and his, you know, work boots sitting, smoking a cigarette, making this mask out of what he has to hand. Yeah. You know what would have made this, uh, not to backseat direct, but what would have really driven that home is if there was some scene of him repairing or tending to, without maybe taking it off, like showing that he had put some effort into this mask and kind of cared about it, like him adjusting it or like kind of flattening part of it. Or, mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you're right. That doesn't come across. It, it easily could if you thought about it. But I think there are ways to maybe spell that out a little bit more. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I- I am definitely bringing a lot a lot to this movie based on personal experience, having been the Justine around the – because I, I, I went to a, a prestigious college, uh, a, you know, a small liberal arts co- college where I was there on an academic scholarship and the kids who went there were rich. They had money and I, I didn't. Thought, I thought you were going to say that your personal experience was making a tinfoil mask. I've also baseball. done that, but <laughs> with a cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> like, with a, no, I to don't, kill people. <laughs> I I don't smoke. Thank you very much. But oh, good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's, that's that's just bad for you. Uh, but but I mean, but yes. But I I do I do think. And there's a, there's another scene that happens later that I'll I'll mention that. That's where I got the 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 emotional connection to the mask thing. But we'll come back to that. So I like, like the, so the beginning uh, guard is killed very quickly Mm -hmm. uh, in a great way. And in the sense that they're like, she's like, oh, he's here. And it's like, nope, (laughs) he's, he's dead. Um, And then she's like, there's this amazing scene where she's in this seemingly rather large dormitory Mm -hmm. and the lights are coming on and off. But again, in a sort of realistic way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's a huge, there's a storm. There's a yeah. huge storm going on, and it, that if you've ever been in that situation, yeah, that can mess with the lights. And like they were, you know, they'd mentioned that there were light issues, and yep. like, so she's going down this hallway. And what I love is uh, the, the scene where she's going down this long hallway. I think this is actually before the first killing happens, mm-hmm. and she's kind of go, gets to an, a corner and like pokes her head around it doesn't just brazenly walk around the corner. So you could tell she's on edge, but there's a scene where she gets to this hallway. It's really long. She's looking behind her and she gets to about the halfway point and the lights start to flicker on and off again. And she just runs. And it's so visceral. Like if you've ever been in a situation, especially if you're younger, like when I was a little kid, I can think of this. Like when you get to that point of no return where you're like, okay, I've just got to keep going forward. And like, I can't keep looking behind me because someone might be now coming from ahead of me. So I'm just going to run as fast as I can to get around the corner. And it it was like such a tiny thing, but I thought it was so cool to see her going through this. Uh, And it really, I think, helped to to deliver that sort of atmosphere that they were looking for. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Everything that Justine does makes sense. She acts like a normal, young, intelligent woman would do in this situation where she has reason to be creeped out. She's had this encounter with with people coming home from the quickie mart. She's on edge. She's all alone. There's a storm. The lights are going on and off. And then she starts hearing screams. She hears something. She doesn't quite know what it is. It's it's a it's a girl. It's a girl clearly in distress. She doesn't know where it's coming from. She eventually finds it and it's a laptop playing video of a girl being tortured and killed. And that happens just before she sees the guard die. And what that what that does is informs her these people aren't here to just scare me. Because when she finds the laptop, the girl from the Quickie Mart walks into her room and says, I like your room. And calls her Christy again. It's not just about scaring her because she runs away and then she sees them beat the guard to death with a bat. And now she knows, oh, when they say they want to kill me, they actually want to kill me and I need to get some help. And then she tries to get help various ways. She uh, tries to find the other security guard. He's dead in his truck. She goes to the trailer of the groundskeeper. He is hilariously high. <laughs> he, and I love it. He says it. He's like, okay. Like she gets it. She she runs in. She's like, close the door, close the door. They're trying to kill us. They're trying to kill us. He's like, okay, you're going to need to slow down and be very clear because I'm really high right now. And of course he is, because it's Thanksgiving weekend. He's got a four-day weekend going on. So he's just there in his trailer with his big old dog getting high. And uh, he meets an unfortunate, a really... It's, it's great, though. Yeah, it's like it a, it's like it's uh It's such a great scene because it's another one of those like, all right, she's got another defense up. This guy's got a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he's going to save her. And he goes out there and, and it's super foggy. And I, I, you know, my first thought is like, dude, that's a shotgun. You're going to walk yep. right up on someone. They're going to just take it away from you. <laughs> because, yep. But he ba- he backs out and you're like, okay, that's fine. But then I think what his dog gets killed. Is that what? His dog runs out and he hears them kill the dog. Right. And so he's like, he's like, I'm going to poke my head out again. Oh no. He sees someone's run, runs. He sees someone run by mm-hmm. in the fog and he goes out to, to go, I think, take a shoot at him, shot at him. And someone is standing right on the other side of the door hiding and just grabs him and drags him off. You don't yep. see, you just see him disappear. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's him done. He gets, he gets, uh, hanged by a hose, a garden hose. Yes. By a garden hose. But like very, very clever way to get, to take this guy out without having to be like a, some sort of super person. To exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. The four people who are doing this have very clearly done it before. So it's like, not to make a video game analogy, but you know, if you're playing like Call of Duty or something and you're working with your squad, y'all know how each, you know, you know the strategy, you know the way to move. You've done this before, you've practiced. So it's not, they're not just making it up as they go. They've got tactics that they can use against their victims and they use them like faking him out of the house so that someone else can grab him. And then it's three on one and they string him up and it makes the most wonderful noise. So Justine is in his trailer and she hears this really strange noise. And it's the sound of the, the rubber garden hose being dragged over a, a pipe of some kind as they hoist him up to hang him. Really effective way to communicate that. Yeah. Now they, uh, and so at, at this point, she knows her on-campus um, options are gone. And so she, she's like essentially now sort of running around the campus, takes the phone with her. This is another clever idea. Mm-hmm. Um, while she's running, she gets a call back from 911. And 911's like, where are – you know, we're going to send police. Where are you? And she's like, I'm in the library. And they're like, okay, stay put. And then she she gets there and like I think is sitting down and then 
the 911 operator essentially reveals it's the woman who's part of the group. Yeah. Because she never looked at the phone when they called. Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, very clever. And it, it was very smart because, you know, it's, there's no hacking involved, no call forwarding, no what. No, she just, she took the groundskeeper's phone, assumed he had called the cops, and that now the cops were calling back, which is a reasonable assumption. Right. And then what the, the girl explains is like, you idiot, this guy's numbers posted all over campus. So all I did was call you. Duh. It's Which so like, great. Oh, yeah, you did. The, okay. There, there are a couple, again, sort of nitpicky things where you're wondering, like, how the hell do they always know where she is? Because this is an enormous campus. It is really huge. Yes. And, and, and like, yeah. they don't they don't really deal with it. They deal with it here perfectly. Mm-hmm. But then other times they're just like hand wave, which yeah. is a little strange. Like, why why bother going through the, I think, the rigmarole of explaining how they found her once and not all the other times? No, I that's absolutely true. Like, she just, she, uh, they, they follow her to the library. She uh, distracts them with, with the phone and makes her way up to the roof where they corner her. She jumps over the roof. Now, this is several floors up. Falls through a tree, lands to the ground. She's mostly unharmed and runs away. She could go hide in the woods. Yeah. And then or anywhere. Anywhere, really, because they, I mean, obviously, they're not going to follow her over the ledge. They got to go back down the, the stairs, through the library, out the front door, and go from there. She could just hide. Like, go find a bush. Just crouch. That doesn't happen because you wouldn't have a movie if it did. Hand wave. Right. And that happens a couple times. Yeah. No, in that case, she goes, is that when she goes to the cafeteria? That is when, uh, has the boyfriend showed up yet or not? Oh, right. This is when the boyfriend shows up. Okay. Yeah. So the boyfriend, yeah, the boyfriend shows up. Also re- reasonable. So he, he, I think, gets worried. Yeah. Even though she said, don't come. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go figure out what the hell's going on. Shows up and and survives all of, what, five minutes? Not even. Not even. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he sees a woman from behind in a hoodie and thinks it's his girlfriend. Well, because it's her hat. Oh, right. And uh, then she turns around and he's like, wait a minute. And then right at that time, his real girlfriend shows up behind him and she's like, get out of there. Yeah. And um, he doesn't. Not he, in time. And he gets yeah. killed. killed. So, true story. My husband and I have had the conversation because he's, you know, I watch so many horror movies. If I say to you, you need to come here right now, feel free to ask me later. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? What's wrong? <laughs> like, it's just like, and we've had this conversation and there have been times when uh, he's woken me up in the middle of the night and just said, put your clothes on and get the dogs. And that's what I do. I don't ask any questions. I just put my clothes on and get the dogs. It's been because of a tornado and like we have to, you know, right. go hide in the place. But we'll, we'll have the, the whys and wherefore conversation when it's safe. You don't yeah. stand there. What do you mean it? we have to go right now? Don't do that. Because you're going to get knifed in the neck by some guy wearing a tinfoil mask. Yeah. And that's never a fun way to go. It's not. That's embarrassing, honestly. Especially if he's near a microwave, because then they'll be arcing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a cool way to kill him, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. It would. Um, yeah, so she snaps. She's yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. The done killed my, my boyfriend. It's yeah. time for me to seek revenge. <laughs> and that's when she goes on the offensive and I love it. It is pretty it is pretty glorious. Yeah. Um though there I, I will I, I have to point out a couple of the goofy things. I'm sorry. Okay. But yeah, so the You're first one a is snob sometimes. I know, but it's fair, I think, in this case. She <laughs> she runs down one of them, which is great. Which and is awesome. and also it's great because she's trying she's like obviously like all of us have watched too many is watched too many action movies. Yeah. So she's like, he's on the hood and she's speeding and she slams on the brake thinking he's going to go flying into yeah. something and nothing happens. He's just yeah. like, okay. <laughs> and then she does it a second time. And she's like, I won't say the word that I know she's yeah. thinking. And so finally she, uh, she 
I think she does it a third time and even like tries to put it in reverse and it doesn't work. And finally she just drives him into a wall or a tree, yes. a tree uh, or it's, wall. It's like, wall. A, it's like a, like a support, big cement support pillar. Yes. Like, like almost at a stadium. Yes. And, um, and kills him, but also proceeds to kill the car, which at yeah. this point I turned to my wife and said, remind me if I ever have the money not to buy a Range Rover. Because right? they apparently stop working very easily. <laughs> right? It's a Range Rover, man. <laughs> that should have been fine. But here's the thing. But, and here's the thing. So as I learned from having an accident in a BMW SUV, if the airbag goes off, it automatically kills the engine. Oh, right. Of course. They yep. try to stop fires and stuff like that. Yep. Cuts the gas line um, yep. or stop blocks it. Um, yeah. So she's she's carless at this point. But, yes. you know, totally OK. I get it. And she's killed one person. And then and this is where I start to stroke my beard a little bit. Sorry. Uh, she goes to uh, the pool where we have already seen that she's, so I think, a competitive swimmer of some sort. I'm not sure if she's competitive, but she clearly can swim. She's she's a heck of a swimmer. Yeah, she. I mean, this is a thing she does as exercise. She does laps and stuff. Yeah. So it's not just like she can swim to save her life. She is a swimmer. Yeah, and um, and this is where I think everybody watching this movie at this point is like, okay, because we know where this is headed. Like, you're going to the pool because the pool, not because of the building. Even though she hides there for a little bit, you know, the pool and her swimming is going to come into it. But it's like, okay, how's this going to work? Um, and. And all of it's fine. She hides, then they come and look for her. And this is the thing that threw me. Mm-hmm. She, they they have a scene where they show her getting her goggles. Mm-hmm. And it's it's given a level of um, of gravity that I don't think it deserved. That's fair. <laughs> it's like, that's fair. It's no, like, that's fair. It's, it would be like someone getting their gun. And I was like, what? Why? Yeah, Why are they yeah. showing? And then she puts her goggles on. And I'm like, okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> I get you don't want your eyes to sting, but like, is that what you're thinking about at this point? <laughs> uh, yeah. I I completely agree. Like, I understand. There's a, there's Before that, she hides in the water of the pool. Yes. And that shows us that, A, she's comfortable in the pool, but also how long she can hold her breath, which yeah. will matter in a few minutes. Okay, and also also a scary scene because like yeah. at some point she has to come up, yep. and that guy might be standing there. He yeah, isn't, but like it's creepy. Yeah, he's walking the length of of the pool looking for her, and it's a huge pool. That's got to be Olympic sized. And I will say he does walk right by her and apparently can't see her through a crystal clear blue water. But never mind. <laughs> well, there aren't there aren't lights in the pool though. That's true, and yeah, I think I think the lighting of the movie makes you not realize that probably it would be darker than it is presented. Oh, for in the sure. Movie. Yeah. 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 But go ahead. So, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, why does, why is she wearing goggles? Like why you can, you can just open your eyes underwater. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And it was, it really was funny though. Cause it was like, there's a scene where she goes to the locker and opens the door and reaches in. You're like, ah, oh, she's going to get a knife. She's going to get a gun. She's going to get goggles. Yeah, <laughs> like, that... what? Are you reaching for your hair, your hair thing next? I, <laughs> that was, that, I'm wondering if the intent there was that's her version of a mask. Oh, maybe. 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 It was if, just weird though. It was so weird where they showed it. And I was just, I was, I was, there was a little giggling going. No, that's on. fair. Also. I mean, if that is the intent, they didn't sell it. No. Um, but yeah, she ends up um, thwacking him, stabbing him, I think. Right. And then they both go into the water. Yeah. And, and what I like about that is she stabs him with a key. Yes. She, she has grabbed her boyfriend's backpack out of his Range Rover and fled to the pool. And she goes to the pool office and sees what she has to work with. Cause it's important to remember that she is, has been cut off from her dorm room. So all she has is what's on her person, which is nothing. I mean, she's, she's wearing clothes and that's it. So now she's got whatever's in this bag, which again is all normal stuff. It's a, it's the voice recorder. It's like a textbook, his car keys, some clothes. And so she stabs dude in the neck with a key. Yeah. I will say, I will say I do love that, but I also think it's hilarious that like every college boy, I think in this era has about 50 everyday carry things out of, you know, 
some deep held fantasy that the world's going to end and all they'll have is their backpack. Except for this guy. <laughs> no. Like, I don't believe in that stuff. <laughs> no, 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 uh-uh, no, no. That's, no. But no. They're not caring, no. <laughs> Rich boy is not carrying around the knife. No. He's not carrying around nothing. Although, like, his phone wasn't even in there. I know. Which- it was, but that's fine. Whatever. And it's also, you know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I, yeah. I do like – the keys thing is pretty cool because it is the thing that I think every person ever who has ever been in a dangerous situation has always thought, maybe I could just hold the keys. Well, that's like what brass knuckles. That's what like, you're taught to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like stab some people with it. Yep. Yep. That, that, you know, put your keys in between your fingers. That's a legit self-defense move that all college girls are taught uh, during that particular house meeting. And so she she – He's standing by the edge of the pool. She stabs him in the neck. They fall in the pool together. He has a baseball bat with him. And this is this is such a gangster thing to do. I love it. She grabs the bat, gets behind him, and chokes him with it. And keeps him underwater until he drowns. Because she can hold her breath the whole time, as we know. And, and of course, she's expecting this to happen, and he is not expecting this to right, happen. Right, right, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very, very reasonable. Really good. So that's two down. Yes. One to go. Okay. Yeah, the, the the last one, the, the last guy is also, I'll, I'll let you obviously uh, set it up, but it is it is a really clever, clever kill. I this like one's it. really, really good. Okay. So the last dude comes to, is hunting her down. He has chased her into the showers. Which are very nice showers, I have to say. They have like shower curtains and all. <laughs> no hair on the ground. It's. I mean, it's clean. The, sh- and the shower curtains are like practically floor to ceiling, so these you can't see into the and the stalls are tile. Anyway, I'm just saying it's a nice school. Yeah. So he can hear her like sort of crying and 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 gasping and like <laughs> making little whimpering noises. So he is jazzed because he believes that and he has a big old hunting knife and he believes that he has cornered her. And this is the part that makes me feel like, you know, him sitting on a stoop, smoking, making, lovingly making this mask out of whatever he has to hand. Because yeah. he takes off his jacket and he starts pulling back the shower curtains until he believes he can hear her inside he believes he's narrowed down and found the one that she's hiding in and he like flexes and shakes it all out he's bouncing from one foot to the other because he's gonna enjoy this you can tell he's like oh yeah this is awesome he's really feeling himself and cocky and oh this is great and he pushes back the curtain and it's the voice recorder that her boyfriend had recorded his last words to her on. And she has recorded herself making little whimpering noises. And she springs out from a different stall and hits him right in the back of the head with the baseball bat, to which she has affixed a number of nails. It's the best weapon. So good. Yeah, I love that whole thing. And to me, the thing that's most powerful about that is... She leans in and takes off the mask very slowly. And you're like, yes, we're going to see this monster. And she takes the mask off and it's just some young college boy. Just every college boy you've ever seen on a college campus. Yep. He's just some townie. Not not evil looking. Not anything looking. Just a normal dude. Yeah. that's. I think it's the most powerful scene in the whole movie. Absolutely, 100%, without question. Because the girl, the ringleader, she's like her teeth are all kind of grimy. Like maybe she does meth or something. Her her lips are cracked. She looks... She looks a little, yeah. She looks sketch. a little out of it. Yes, yeah. super sketch. Yeah. You would not, you would not like have a conversation with her and invite her into your house. This no. kid though, this kid yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd like introduce to your parents. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would. No. Uh, yeah. But, but, like, but if he he's is. like, hey, can I borrow 
borrow your phone? You'd be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, he's very wholesome looking, very sort of normal. not even wholesome. He's just like yeah, very generic. Yeah. And young. I mean, now this comes from someone who is old, but to me, the first thing I thought was, man, he is young. Like he's, he's fresh out of high school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's her age, but he's not in college. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, okay, she's killed the three guys. It's just the girl left. The guy's phone beep beeps. It's the girl asking if he's killed Christy. She texts back, yeah. And this is this is when we find out it's a cult. Because she's like, okay, we'll video it, video the body and upload it to The Fold. And then I guess she handily sends him a link to the FTP. I don't know. And uh, and this is where Justine discovers that this is this this group who goes out and and hunts these girls for kicks and giggles and then shares photos and videos videos of it online. Yeah, and then there's this whole sort of montage of people getting arrested and you know news clips and TV clips of the fact that they you know her testimony and what they found. Well, not on the yet. Phone. Not yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You're right. We haven't gotten to the the death of uh, the the final the other final girl. The other final girl, right? <laughs> the final final girl. So this is this is. I both it really enjoy this, and also it's another one that's a bit of a stretch. Because like she texts back, she's like, "Yeah." The girl says, "Oh, cool. Well, once you upload that, I'm I've got the car ready to go." And she texts back, "Okay, I'm on my way." However, she then. A uh, side trip to, I don't know, the janitor's closet or something? I, well, I, so I think it's the the pool chemicals. Oh, is it pool chemicals? That makes more sense. I, okay. And I okay. only know this because I read the wiki because I was a little confused okay. about this too. So yes, okay. she went and got a bunch of pool chemicals. Okay. So she mixes up a bunch of chemicals. They're, they're, they're uh, like dry powdery chemicals and puts them in a bag, like a like a trash bag. Dresses in the clothes of the dude she just killed, including his big coat that he took off. And see, he took it. This is what's great. He took the coat off because he wanted to, you know, enjoy killing her in the showers. But now it also makes it easier for her to disguise herself as him. Love that. Like it's that, that little stuff I appreciate. Yeah. She walks back to the car carrying this stuff pours it in the window covering the girl in this dust whatever it is and she's got a glass of of some kind of liquid in her hand i think it's water i might be wrong but oh yeah because of the chemistry lesson earlier yes yes oh okay okay right so it, earlier in the movies, there's some kind of chemistry lesson. At, don't tune out because it get, tells you what is happening. Apparently, if you combine water with this bunch of this particular compound, it catches fire. Yes. And so girl gets out of the car is like, what did you do to me? And she, she says an unexpected outcome. And the girl takes a step towards her. She's like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. And then she whips out her box cutter and prepares to dive at her. And she throws the water on her and she bursts into flames. And it's really great. It is. I, I will say the suspiciously slowdown of the early part of the movie where they're like, you know, montage, montage. Oh, here's a chemistry lesson. Fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're like, okay, that's – we're going to be seeing this again. <laughs> See, I took that as she's also very smart. Like she's, we see yeah. her jogging and swimming. Okay, we know that she's athletic, and then she's speaking up in chem class. She's also very intelligent. Yeah, but they, yeah, they so so that's where, yeah, that's where she picks this up, um, and it does kill her. And it is, it is an interesting, an interesting death. Uh, and then, of course, police show up. Yeah, and um, then you get the montage of yeah. they've they've tracked down all the cells of this this cult and lots of arrests and blah. Everybody lived happily ever after. So I did not, and I haven't had a chance to go look. Did you know that there was a post credit scene? No, I didn't. So apparently there is. And in the post credit scene, 
both bad on both of us for having not watched it. <laughs> I, I, I scanned ahead and I didn't. Okay, go on. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's a version or something because there were different maybe. versions. Uh, apparently, there's a post-credit scene that shows a woman being attacked by a cult killer outside her home. Okay. But another person in a mask comes in and saves her. So we're, I'm, ass- I'm, I'm assuming Justine. Justine is now uh, sort of you know going after these people. I don't know. Maybe not. But that would be my guess. Oh, well, that would be dumb. <laughs> so I, I hope that's not it. Uh, yeah, well, you know, this movie was not sort of super favorably received. Is no, it was it, not. No, it was not. Let me put it this way. Before it was on Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. it was on Lifetime. Oh, I'll okay. Put it, that's what I'll say. I'll, I'll leave that to, open to interpretation. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's... Oh, okay, there it, yeah, there it is. Okay, there's the post credit scene. Okay. Wow, you looked it up that quickly? <laughs> well, this is available on YouTube. So right, uh, yeah, it's so weird. We should mention that. Yeah, it's completely free on YouTube, yeah. which is baffling. There are but, a bunch of free movies on YouTube, which is uh, yeah. I guess I keep forgetting that. And this isn't like someone you know. This isn't a sketchy version. This no, is the, it's it's not a real... rip of it or anything. It's yeah, the, it's the movie. It's legit. Yeah, it's YouTube yeah. movies. So. In fact, I think it's the only place you can watch it right now because I was looking and I couldn't find it. It is. Yeah, I thought I was like, is it on Shutter? Is it on Amazon? Is it on Nope. Yeah, this is it's this which, is it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I kind of like the movie. I like elements of the movie, but I felt like ultimately there was a lot of missed opportunity, um, you know, in terms of things they could have done to make it a little stand out, I guess, from the field. Mm, That's fair. Um, But, yeah, there are some neat elements in it. um, And, you know, it's free. And it's a Thanksgiving horror movie. And, you know, unless you want to deal with a pornographic turkey oh, killing, or I'm sorry, a killer turkey, not turkey killing, a uh, killer turkey uh, horror movie, maybe this is your alternative if you're looking for a Thanksgiving scary flick. And it does it does have some nice tension in it. Uh, I think Justine is, uh, as female protagonists in horror movies go. I like her a lot. Uh, I like her because she, the things she does make sense. First, it's, I'm going to get help from the various sources of help that are available to me because that's smart. So she does that. And then it's, okay, well, I'm gonna go hide then. And it isn't until they take out her boyfriend that she goes on the offensive, which in this situation is pretty much the worst thing you could do. You should hole up somewhere and and hide. Uh, But I, I, I like that. I like the effort it makes to make everything make sense. Like, yes, this is why she has keys to the everywhere on campus. And this is why she knows the geography so well. And this is why she knows what to turn on in the kitchen to get the steam going so that she can get away. I like that the the effort that is put into setting all of the events up. It's absolutely true that ultimately the story is one you've seen many times. And it doesn't do it it doesn't certainly doesn't reinvent the wheel but uh i i enjoy it yeah i mean there there are it's something i think that's easy to forget there are a lot of really really terrible horror movies out there yeah so making a horror movie that isn't terrible is actually half half the half the challenge um making it great is you know obviously even harder but i think having watched a bazillion billion million horror movies i could tell you i've seen a lot of horror movies that are much much less enjoyable than christy oh for sure absolutely i mean the the people in this movie talk like people actually do they behave like people actually do there's there's no magic wand of oh no they're in my computer now like nothing like that yeah. Uh, none of the conveniences that often happen in this kind of setup. And I appreciate that. Like those little things matter to me as someone who consumes a lot of horror media. 
and gets really, really, at, for God's sake, nobody's pregnant. Thank God. <laughs> uh, that, that trope bothers me so much. Oh, I am a teenage girl and I want you to care about my character. Therefore, I might be pregnant. Happens yeah. so often. Or, or the twist. And and the, the baby was actually fathered by a demon, serial yeah. killer, yeah. alien, yeah. merman. One of those. <laughs> hey, I, would t- I would take a merman one. That would be way more interesting. There's got to be one of those. Oh, well, uh, uh, whatever. Water, whatever that movie is. Uh, a Shape of Armand. Water. Shape of Water, maybe, yeah. right? No. Does she get, she doesn't get pregnant. No. I don't think so, no. No. She should. No. <laughs> well, that's the sequel then. Yes. Uh, so what do you, what are you thinking when it comes to classification? Okay. So I'm thinking killer, obviously. Yes. And then do we have a cult subgenre? No, we don't, but we should. I think we should. I think that, uh, yeah, because I think there are probably a lot of movies that might fit under that. And this certainly does because it's, you know, it's like perfectly defined by that. They're, they're randomly killing strangers. Mm Mm-hmm as part of a group for some purpose that's not really truly explained, but it's still definitely a cult, it seems like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A cult or a, a club. A club? <laughs> you know, maybe they're part of a Google group. I don't know. A, a, a weekend weekend getaway club. That <laughs> right. <kills people laughs> but yeah, it's, for, it's, yeah. Um. All right. So that was super quick. well yeah that that one was but you know what i think that's our first killer uh it might it might be uh let me see holy cow this friggin' spreadsheet is so long hold on a second it's funny because i'm trying to go through it slowly no uh the furries the furries god brian i made that joke i made that joke so many times now i'm not joking when i make the mistake the furies was killer okay killer and game Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yep. And and a movie, a, a podcast, no one will ever hear us do, uh, but I still have rated in here was Gretel and Hansel. Oh yeah, unfortunately we lost that recording. Lost to the internet, but th- that was killer cannibal. <gasps> right, right, right. But Christy, Christy is going to be killer. Typing it in. Is everybody excited? Can you feel the excitement? And by the way, this is not a bit. He actually does type it into the spreadsheet at the end of every show. What I need to do between now and next week is add two more movies so we have an even 1,050 movies in here. Yes, you do. Because I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night knowing that it's at 1,048. That's He's just not weird. joking. He, no, it will I'm really not. bother him that much. <laughs> it will. Yeah. It will. I have to. We, before we started recording this, I was talking about how I have a second spreadsheet that this one is linked to. And poor Susan had to listen to me explain why that was a problem. <laughs> but 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 it's it was it's actually the right decision though. I'm I am it, it really is because anyway. Ugh. One con- of us. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I have strong feelings about version control. So <laughs> uh, okay, so that we have put that horror movie in its proper place. Hooray for us! Yes. And this being Thanksgiving week, obviously, I want to say that we are very thankful for all of you who listen. You are the reason why we do this. You are the reason why we are able to do this. And even though Brian is a complete horror movie snob, that's okay. I value his insight anyway. Oh. So we, we we really, we do appreciate you. If you care to become a backer, of this show, you can do so at patreon.com slash long-legged beasties. Just a buck if you can spare it. Although if you back us at the $10 tier or above, you get a nice shout out that goes a little something like this. Thank you to Josh Nichols, Perry Marsden, Joseph Crescenti, Elizabeth Richardson, Patrick Markey, Michael Coffey, James Fudge, and Michael Thomas. Thank you all very, very much for listening. And thank you for supporting us. It means a lot. If you uh, can't afford to do that, totally get that. No judgment from here. Just listen to the show. Uh, Give us a review. Share it on your social media. Print up business cards and place them at key points in your neighborhood. Whatever it takes to get the word out, we appreciate it all. Thank you so much. Brian, where can the nice people find you on the internets? They can find me at padandpixel.com, or they can find me on Twitter at 
Crescenti, that's C-R-E-C-E-N-T-E, B as in Beamer. Nice. Yes. Nice, nice. Because that's what she was driving. When all yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that was a good one. That was a good one. And, and you had it right then, too. I was, was ready. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt uh, or my other podcast where I talk about video games and nonsense. That's Continue Podcast. And that is going to do it for this week. I hope you all have a happy and, more importantly, safe Thanksgiving whether you are traveling, whether you are staying home, whatever you are doing, uh, I hope it's a good one for you. So, yes, and enjoy Black Friday. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Wait, I think there's a movie called Black Friday. Uh, there's Black Christmas. I don't know. We have to look at that. Uh, maybe. Hmm. Anyway, bye everybody. See ya.